All right, welcome to this episode of Every Damn Day. I'm Brett Davey. I'll be joined in a second by Kevin Broccoli, and we're going to talk about the fiasco that is the Supreme Court nomination of Amy Coney Barrett. Uh, Kevin, today was the last day. It's wrapping up. I mean, it's a total slam dunk that it's going to happen, but what did you think of the proceedings? Uh, well, four days, no answers. I mean, I give her credit. Um, it's That's impressive to sit for what is essentially... 10 or 12 hours a day and and not only not give answers, but uh, also when asked about things like, is election tampering illegal, saying I need to check with my law clerks, uh, just <laughs> I this was, you know, every so often something in the news will happen and I do not have the mental capacity to even fully engage with it. And something about this, you know, I could I could do Kavanaugh. And I could do Gorsuch, but something about this this handmade uh, proponent, I just couldn't do. I, I could not. The sound of her voice just like sent me spiraling. I don't know what it was. I also have a hard time watching something when you know what the outcome is, when every answer is going to be, well, I just can't. I'm not a, I'm not a legal analyst. I'm not here to give legal analysis. And it may be something that I have to judge on. And you kind of knew that was going to be every answer. Kind of what was interesting to me, though, was the. Senators on the Democratic side, I felt like they were kind of talking to different audiences. I think at times they were talking to voters when they were saying, hey, all these people are going to, you know, hundreds of millions of people are going to get kicked off their health insurance. What's your opinion on that? And she said she had none. I really feel like like I saw that with Harris a lot where she was setting some things up. to. I mean, I thought she was talking to voters and I thought some of the senators were actually talking to her in the hopes that maybe, you know, down the road, it might appeal to her feelings or, or she would be known as the woman who tore healthcare away from, you know, 100 million people. So I felt like they were kind of talking to different people. And then the, the Republican senators, of course, were just being like inane, you know, that this was about her religion and things that no yeah, one was Ted bringing up Cruz whatsoever. asked her, like, do you play an instrument? Um, he asked her, have you, sp-? I mean, it was like, he was on OK Cupid. He was like, do you speak another language? <laughs> do you play an instrument? What's your favorite color? Are you a, uh, a cancer or an Aries? Like it was just the most, yeah, it was, it was very dramatic. You know, the thing about uh, the Democrats is that we forget, you know, these are moments where people are watching and just in general, people don't tend to just watch political hearings and, if you're not uh, someone who watches the news all the time, congratulations, you probably still have your sanity. But it means that like you don't maybe you don't get a chance to listen to Sheldon Whitehouse, you know, talk uninterrupted for 20 minutes. And so I think because they thought this was a foregone conclusion, I figured they thought, well, you know, as long as we have you here, let's let's get some stuff out in front of you, you know, and yeah. the American public. One thing that frustrates me is that, you know, people on social media love to say like the Democrats should do something to stop this. And there really isn't anything they can do, you know, like it's today, a numbers game. It's a total numbers yeah. game. And we and don't today have, they just yeah. they just trampled over the idea of quorum. And White House kind of gave this impassioned plea where he said, just as a heads up, you know, you're not always going to be in power. And when things are flipped, um, you know, don't expect that we're going to follow the rules. That's basically what he said. I am hoping that's the case because I always feel like the Democrats play by the rules, play nice, try to reason with the other side. And the Republicans are always ruthless. And I really do hope 
that in terms of the filibuster and a bunch of other stuff, if they have all three, uh, you know, if they have the, uh, the House, the Senate and the White House, that they're going to just become ruthless. I hope that happens. Well, and something something you said that was key, and we talked about this, I think, two episodes ago, where you were like unsure that they would be willing to do that. And I felt way more confident that they would be open to throwing some of the rules out. For White House to bring that up, I think is something in favor of they might be willing to go there because Sheldon Whitehouse is not like a progressive hero, you know, like he's not the guy that would be insinuating that they would throw the rule book out. So I was very uh, heartened to hear him say that Chuck Schumer has also said it, you know, Chuck Schumer, who, whatever you think about him, he's really not a radical leftist by any means. He kind of signaled to them, if you do this, all bets are off. Um, And we're not talking about them, you know, setting shit on fire. We're talking about uh, adding more justices to the court, which, as someone made a really good point, it would be Buttigieg's husband. um, Republicans had said that if Hillary Clinton won the presidency, they were never going to let her fill any Supreme Court vacancies. And that meant that by default, they were totally fine with having an eight person Supreme Court. So the idea that it is somehow radical to add people to the court is such a bullshit narrative that they're spewing because they were totally fine to leave the court at eight. And if we were in some magical universe where Hillary Clinton was president and they were still refusing to let her put vacant to fill vacancies, we would be down to a six person Supreme Court. So, you know, this is all fluid and flexible. It's not this. It's been it's been. The Republicans have made it into this issue uh, and the media has gone along with it because they want something to talk about in terms of Joe Biden. But it's really not an issue. It's clearly a flexible thing. Um, It's always been flexible. It's certainly legal. Yeah. And I think the idea that you have to rely on that you can guilt the Republicans into doing the right thing. I don't even care about that. Just throw it right out the window. I mean, they used. So many of their own words against them from uh, Obama's last year in term with the whole uh, Merrick Garland thing. And none of them even cared, you know, so don't worry about guilting them into it. Don't use their words against them. Just when you get the power, like beat them over the head with it, you know. And and what scares me and it was interesting today. So so Dianne Feinstein, who's the, the lead Democrat on the Judiciary Committee. She in in her opportunities to speak, she was like praising Barrett and asking her about her children. Today, she like praised and thanked Lindsey Graham and Barrett and just said it was one of the best hearings she'd ever been involved with. So right after that, there was a bunch of people who were getting up in arms and said she needs to be replaced. If she's the lead Democrat on the Judiciary Committee next year, that's another part that makes me scared that she will not use the raw power that she has to make the necessary changes. You know, she's already come out and said that she's against any changes to the filibuster. And it's just such bullshit. I just get tired of the Republicans playing hardball, playing hardball, and then the Dems just roll over. So I I would, I would. But she's very much old guard and she's also someone who uh, has benefited from the old way of doing things, from being civil, from, you know, I, 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 I well, the problem is they don't need too many of those Democrats to, to shut down this idea of playing hardball 
if she just decides like, oh, I'm going to play old school, you know what I mean? So well, what, I, mean, I, I, would, know, what I, I would point to is look at how many Democrats are losing their seats to progressive primary challengers. You know, the reason we wound up with Donald Trump is because uh, the Republican Party sold its soul. The Republican Party used to have a lot of reasonable people in it. You know, whether you agreed with them or not, they were reasonable in terms of um, their politics, and they all got replaced in the primaries. And I think, you know, you're going to see the same thing start to happen. He has, Trump has created a progressive movement. And if these people don't want to get on board, I'd be very surprised if Dianne Feinstein plans to even run for re-election. I just, uh, after this, I just don't. I I think she has another four years, though. Yeah, and then after that, she's going to be 108 years old, and I just don't think she's got one more. She'll be 88 by then, you know? Yeah. And I think the Republicans on their side, I mean, the amounts of money right now that are being raised, I mean, it's nice that when you see the numbers from the Democrats, but the amounts of money are just so obscene that, you know, the Republicans, unless someone's planning on leaving office, they're so afraid to get primaried if they don't toe the line. So Here's something else, and this is, and this, yeah, and this is not a, 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 and this is not a defense of Diane Feinstein. But one of the things I'll say to piggyback on what you said, this was a this was a done deal, right? So that meant yep. going into this, Republicans didn't need to prove anything. They just needed to do this for the sake of the you know the formality of it. What they wanted, though, was for Democrats to come out and be really mean to this woman and say nasty things and and get her riled up. And, you know, they got a lot of traction out of the Kavanaugh hearings. They they really milked that for all it was worth because people were being so mean to Brett Kavanaugh. So I wonder when you talk about what Dianne Feinstein said, you know, there was something for Democrats to lose. They'd already lost the seat. That was that was a, a done deal. So I think the question was, was it really worth it to them to come out spitting and spewing venom and all this stuff? You know, it's very frustrating because right now the entire country, you know, all of our fate is sealed in what people in Michigan, Ohio, Wisconsin and Florida think. I mean, it's it's infuriating. So I'm seeing a lot of people online saying, well, why doesn't Joe Biden say defund the police? And why doesn't Kamala Harris say that? And it's like, well, they can't say it because everything they say has to be filtered through the lens of, is this going to cost us votes in one of these four states? It's not about whether it costs them votes in New York and California. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. So people, you know, I don't like it, but I understand the necessity of it. And I also know that politicians do one thing when they say one thing when they're trying to get elected and they do something else when they're not, when it's not an issue anymore. So that's kind of what I'm hopeful for. Um, but uh, yeah, that's this, always been that's always been my issue with the Bernie supporters who say that if he ran against Trump, that he would have crushed Trump. And I'm like, how do you think he would have done in these states? He would have been obliterated. I just, I just, he would have been absolutely I never, obliterated. I, never, I mean, I the reason the reason that you're seeing by and it's not even a, it's not even really a jab at Bernie Sanders. It's you are seeing Biden doing what just very quickly. I listened to an interview with Carly Fiorina uh why she's supporting joe biden and she says you know i didn't want to vote for hillary clinton because she's just a typical politician but you know joe biden's a good man i'm like are you out of your mind joe biden has been a politician (laughs) i mean the double standard was just it was insane but the but like let's not kid ourselves joe biden looks like if pennsylvania were a person it would be joe biden if delaware (laughs) were a person it would be joe biden joe biden is like a michigan citizen's wet dream i mean that's 
he is, and, and I think there's a reason the Democratic Party shut everything down and said it has to be Joe Biden because they knew where he would play well. And he played well in all the places. And hopefully, you know, I don't even care about the, I mean, I care about the filibuster, I care about, but Jesus Christ, we got to get rid of the Electoral College. Oh my God, do we need yeah, to get rid of well, it? Well, I hope, I, I would love to see some radical movement like that. I don't know if it's going to happen or not. So well, we'll course, I, mean, I don't know. Yeah. I'd like, the other thing I'd like to see is, I thought White House was really good in these hearings. He got a lot of attention talking about dark money, the Federalist Society. I mean, really laid it out. And again, they're all talking to different audiences. You know, they were talking to, um, like I said, some I think were talking to Barrett to say, hey, listen, this the weight of this is going to be on you if you make this decision. Um, and I think they were talking to voters, trying to scare them. So, you know, I think there were a lot of different audiences, but I thought White House was good. And I think there's a chance that he could kind of climb the ranks a little bit. Uh, oh, and if, I give him a lot of credit. With he was time. trying to explain. I mean, it, this is complicated stuff that he's talking about. You know, like this is. This is like really, it's not only complicated, but it's kind of like matrixy. You know, you listen to him talk about it and you believe him, but like he's going there. Like he's trying to expose some really scary stuff. And uh, I, I think that if he wants to make this his pet issue, I think he's a really good person to take it on. Um, but yeah, it's really underrated. So anyway, uh, thank you all for joining us for these increasingly shorter episodes, but we know you love them. Brett is currently playing head dill. Um, picking the kids up uh so which is great um you can also see brett play in his own nba bubble um for uh men 40 and over it's going to be in toledo uh the toledo bubble as it's called um very excited the dilf league i'm i'm a big sponsor of the dilf league but uh i'm the sole sponsor but yeah so if you want if you want to hear more from us make sure you like subscribe and comment and we will see you next time on every damn day